0: Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. In today's episode, I'm really excited to be speaking with the incomparable Onajit Clark, the mummy blogger and badass transformative coach. Ona's story of becoming an entrepreneur out of necessity is one that many can relate to, and how she built her blogging platform for social justice and sharing the stories of everyday women is certainly inspirational. In addition to following her passion, she's learned how to monetize her platforms and continue to be of service, which is a nod to her previous career in social work. Ona reminds us that when we tap into our passion, we will see the fruits of our labor. Her insights and wisdom from experience and from following her passion, getting very curious, and learning to pitch sales from a place of passion has helped her create and build relationships that are lucrative and lasting. Her generous spirit shines through our entire conversation, so it's no surprise that she shared four success tips with us. The first is to walk in vision and purpose, no matter what it looks like. The second, don't worry about being an expert. Experience makes expertise. This is important, I think, especially if you're in the beginning stages of your business or if you're starting to do something that's a little bit outside of what you originally started your business to do. Just remember, experience makes expertise. Her third tip is that your mindset needs to be one of continual process. Get honest and brutal with yourself. This is, you know, along the lines of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Your mindset needs to be one of continual process and make sure that you get honest and brutal with yourself. This part of our conversation, I invite you to rewind it and listen a couple of times. Her fourth tip is to invest in yourself. Go find your tribe and find where you want to be. Now, Ona's business is new, but she is wise beyond her business years for sure. And I cannot wait to see where she takes her business in the coming year. Go check out her website at The Mummy Blogger with M-U-M-M-I, links in in the show notes here, Um, and find her on social media where she's regularly dropping wisdom and inspiration. I now invite you to grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Ona and her amazing journey. Ona, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. It's been long overdue, but it's a pleasure to be here and to be on your show today. So, oh my gosh, I'm super excited. (laughs) Me
0: too. I'm like dancing in my chair. Before we dive in, I'd love to know, I always like to ask our, our guests where you are in the world. We've had people from all over the place. I think it's
1: fun to know where you're located. Awesome. So I'm in the UK right now. I live in a little place called Kent with my family, and it's lovely to add this part on your podcast. Have you had other guests that are from the UK? United Kingdom? I
0: have not yet. No, I've had people from France and Germany and Belgium, Cameroon, Ooh. Spain, Ooh. China, Brazil, yeah. <laughs> all over the US. Yeah,
1: that's I amazing.
0: know, it's pretty cool, Defense. but nobody from the UK yet, so you're you're it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm in. Wow. laughs> so, you know, no pressure, <laughs> no pressure, you no got pressure got. at all. Oh, you know, we met through Instagram which is you know this is one of the beauties of social media and I just I love I think you reached out to me and then I said let's talk and here we are so I'm I'm so excited to have you on the show it does it feels like we've known each other forever maybe we knew each other in some other lifetime
1: exactly. speak. it just flows <laughs> yeah so effortlessly yeah. Um, but yeah we did this thing called social yeah. media we've all kind of entered into this virtual world and all of a sudden we're now connecting with some pretty awesome people one of which you know I meet, I've met with which is you and many others you know the virtual world right now is has ena- enabled people to connect in a different way where we don't physically have to be there but at the touch of a button we're connecting with people that we probably would never have either met or our pathways wouldn't have crossed, but just through like an interest or something that you see, you kind of think, oh, what's that about? And it just takes you down this kind of rabbit hole, right?
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, this is the beauty of it. There's a lot of, you know, you and I were talking a little bit earlier before we started recording about how we get fatigue in on certain platforms, and it's important to pay attention to that. And I would say this is one of the you know one of the beautiful things about social media is making connections and Absolutely. and with people who we wouldn't and we're not traveling right now, I and mean, some people are starting to travel again, but like we're still kind of not traveling, and so you know i I'm not jumping the pond anytime soon, so
1: <laughs> yeah, and I just kind of feel like you know it's not just people that you. Have ne- that you wouldn't ordinarily meet but even people that you are drawn to just in this virtual space and I think one of the things that drew me to you was the fact that you did this mindset podcast and I think mindset is something that is really undervalued and so when I sort of clicked on what you were about I was like who is this lady <laughs> <laughs> i was just fascinating i'm very naturally curious person and mindset is a big deal especially in entrepreneurship and we all talk about mindset but it's a really powerful thing and as we've been talking today and i want to kind of share them it's really important to look at our mindset because it's full of so many things our mind contains a doorway to other areas of our lives and can impact us Mm -hmm. if we don't have it not have it under control but manage it in a way that benefits us rather than does us a disservice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I was curious about, you know, your why it was the mindset entrepreneur that you're, you know, that element of your podcasting, because, you know, we use the word mindset so lightly, but it's a really serious thing. It's it can be the joy or the pain of your life, depending on your perspective and how you're willing to deal with your mindset, to be honest. So absolutely.
0: I love it and I love that you know in in your curiosity or through your curiosity we've connected and we're so like minded and every time we've talked I feel I feel elevated and I feel <laughs> like I've learned something and like a part of my brain turns on more and I become more curious I think that's I wonder if that's your superpower, but it's definitely something that you bring to the table that, you know, makes an impact on people's lives. So and so I'm curious because you had mentioned that you, you started on the entrepreneurial journey a little bit out of necessity, but I'm curious, like, so tell us a little bit about what you do now and then maybe tell us how you got
1: here. Okay, so I'll go back a little bit, just a little bit before that. So mm-hmm. What I did before, so my life before was working in the public sector. I spent over eight to ten years working with people in families, individuals in crisis, being a change agent, and all of the working life that we all, you know, the professional working life. And then I got to 2018, and I was in a career that I had dreamed of having since I was young. I was working with vulnerable families and children, and For the first time in my life, I was faced with a really difficult situation. So I'm an advocate of change. I'm an advocate for other people. I am all for fairness and equity and social justice. And here I was in a professional role where I could not advocate for myself. And so I had a pretty awful experience where I was literally pushed out of my job. Can you imagine? So you study to do this career, you get into the career and you're shocked when you get in because it's nothing to what you thought it was, what you were taught, what you thought it was, nothing like that, completely different. In fact, the career itself talked about being anti-oppressive, anti-discriminatory. Yeah, that was for the clients that we served, but the process itself for you as the professional was not the case so come the end of 2018 i had like i said had a really awful experience i was pushed out of my job i was like i'd lost my professional identity i'd lost my financial security i was out i had no plan b like this was my security Mm. my job was my security and I had nowhere to go. I was like, what am I going to do? My, all my plans just went to smithereens. I didn't want to go back in. I was pretty raw. And enter 2019. And I just started this on this whole journey of starting to ask myself, what is it I really want to do? Because the life I was leading really before that wasn't great. I was on this treadmill that we're all on sometimes. Mm. And I put one foot in front of the other. I didn't know what I was doing. But I then took the steps to release my poetry book called The Secrets of My Ukulele. And then I traveled to Auschwitz, which is a place I've always wanted to travel to, the concentration camps in Poland. And I traveled to Chicago. And guess what? I had nil for money, but it still happened. It was all in alignment. I had nothing actually other than a bit of vision for what I wanted to achieve, and I just all of those things just came to me without any issues at all. And then I entered 2020, met a fantastic set of women who really started me on this journey of entrepreneurship. I'd gone into to, learn, uh, to uh, sort of get some skills in my in, in digital skills, and I found a family and tribe of women that just cheered me on, that just made me think, "You can do anything. You're awesome!" Like Walk in your awesomeness. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of tinkering about whether I should or I shouldn't go back to work. And then, bam, the pandemic hit. So that choice was taken out. I was homeschooling children. And that's when my journey really kicked in. And I took the steps to starting my blog and my coaching business. And that journey that I've walked is where I am now. Whoa, that's a lot in
0: two and a half, three years. Absolutely. That's a lot of of uh, radical change and you know sharp turns.
1: <laughs> Repivoting.
0: Yeah, a lot of pivoting. Wow, amazing. So,
1: in your tell us a little bit about your blog. It's the Mummy Blogger. It is. I love. And, oh my gosh! So the Mummy Blogger that was born. So as I was saying just earlier on, I. My kids were, you know, the reason that I started doing the courses before the pandemic was to get acquainted with digital skills. Mm -hmm. But then that just took me down this weird, so what it was is my kids were getting pretty au fait with with digital skills and I was being left behind. (laughs) And I thought, I can't have this. I've got to get more confident with my digital skills because this is all the rage. You know, I need to get au fait so these kids are not smarter than I am and I can navigate this stuff and catch them (laughs) out. It was really something very instant, but something really important. And I lacked the confidence and the ability to be able to kind of navigate the digital world. I wasn't very great with social media. I wasn't with any of those things anyway. So I, after doing that course, I took the steps to, I got my first coach. It was during this the pandemic and it's should we doing a free webinar and I learned about mindset. Right. And the question that threw me was what is your internal dialogue? Like, what is it you've been telling yourself? You know, what is your mindset been telling you? This was the first time I'd ever thought about mindset and how it can impact your future if you don't deal with it. Okay. So what is your internal dialogue telling you? I'm like, are you talking at internal I look okay, like I hear you. And after I had that first week web- webinar, I decided that I needed to get invest in a coach that was going to help me with my mindset and help me to put all of the things that made me who I am, all my quirkiness, my passions, my love for social justice, and all of that in one place. And so the mommy blogger was born. So I kind of got a coach, my first coach I invested in, who taught me through how to create my website and manage my website. And the mommy blogger is an infusion of who I am. I was, I'm a mature mum. I'm not a young mum. And I could not find any blogs that spoke to me as a woman with older children who Mm -hmm. blogged. And then it started to grow from that to, well, I've written a book. What about women who are authors, indie authors? What's happening with that? And then I added that bit in. And then I was like, oh, but I like talking about politics and that's not really done. So I'm going to add a little bit of that in. And it just grew to this amazing platform that's now got, you know, special edition features, charities, women of substance, everyday women who've got a story to share. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that I didn't have to compartmentalize who I was, but I could have everything I loved in one place um, that spoke, hopefully it speaks to other women. So, yeah, you saw me get really animated there. Yeah,
0: you? so I so love like, it. I mean, you just lit up. <laughs> this is the thing we were talking about, you know, when you do something for passion, we don't have to monetize, always monetize our passion. But when we do something for passion, it's like there are no limits. There are no... There's no no answer, right? If there is it closes the door closes hard and we'll talk about that in a minute cuz that was really interesting that we talked about earlier. But I love, you know, how how animated you get and how passionate you are and that in addition to doing something that lights you up, you've found a way to come and be of service to others.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it fulfills you. Absolutely. And you're getting paid for it
1: and learning Absolutely. to monetize in different ways. Absolutely. And, okay, so, you know, a lot of people talk about, and it's really key points that you said about passion. You know, when you leave coming from a place of passion, you don't think of it as work. That's the truth of the matter. So you can work on this thing day in, day out. It's just not a, it's not a stress. That's something I've never experienced before in mm-hmm. terms of working in my previous roles, and this was from a place of real, pure passion. The other part is I was really, there was always a, models, I talked about coaching, I talked about the mum blogger, but the mom blogger was always giving back, but it's worked in reverse, right? So it was going to be the coaching first and the mum blogger. But the way it happened, the mom and blogger just became really organic and just started to grow really quickly in terms of opportunities that were coming up about paid and unpaid. And we always talk about serving. But when you honestly, truly are called to lead, and then serve it is really from a place of uplifting others and that Mm -hmm. is what the mummy blogger is it is a place to uplift and amplify the voices of others it's not self-serving i seek nothing in terms of the joy of seeing other people succeed and and you amplifying another person's voice that was really what that was about and that's mm-hmm. where the impact has been where I can share stories that are not necessarily on the news or some are but truly serving from a place of wanting to give back and uplift others mm-hmm. um, and seeing you know when you're on the right track because you see the fruit that fruit isn't always measured in financial terms; it could just be in the people that come to feet to the people that are drawn to what it is you 're doing and I think the world needs more of that right now, yeah more of giving back truly giving back that it's not funded by a- from a selfish place or a self absorbed place but where you 're really really thinking and serving other people yeah that's really really important
0: and I believe when so almost every guest that i've had on this podcast has said something to the effect of if you're doing it for the money you might be doing the wrong thing but that doesn't mean the money doesn't come and i think that i really believe that when we let go of an attachment to fame and fortune or whatever that might look like and we do it because we really want to be there for it it gets easier for example to to pitch prices, to make proposals, to place a dollar amount or a, or a pound amount and for value, right? That when we put that monetary piece in there, that feels natural and the value is already there because it's perceived, but the money does come. Yes, but if that right. had been your primary focus, I wouldn't have the energy, yeah, and I think the energy of what you're giving might've been different and maybe your ana- organic reach might not be the same. And now you've got people who want to be there. And the monetizing, I think, will be simpler, maybe it easier.
1: Is. Mm-hmm. But guess what? The mummy blogger was the training ground for my coaching. So mm. what I found was, you know, a lot of people pay to learn how to pitch. But what I found was because I was coming from a place of passion, pitching to the organizations who then came to feature came so naturally that it enabled me to be able to, when you're working with clients or talking about closing, you know, you're, you're working with clients, and you're having to do with money because of course you do when you're coaching. Mm-hmm. It made that process a lot easier for me to be able to understand because there was no money transaction in one element but I was able to pitch from a place of passion and get that it transferred over into creating those relationships with the people that I'm called to serve in my coaching and so you're right sometimes you don't get the physical money in one sense but the skills that you learn can be applied and then you then are aligned with the people that you're meant to be aligned with. Mm -hmm. It paves the way you're, you're building the avenue. But again, even on my journey, I've had to really, and I come back to the point that we raised about mindset. Like I've had to deal with running a business is like two sides of the set. You and your business are not separate. Mm -hmm. So if your business is not doing well, it's pretty likely that you're not. And if your business is doing worse. But again, I found that there's been different levels to that. And I've had to confront my own fears of failure, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, my internal dialogue, the things that I tell myself that nobody else hears, like the stuff that you pour out in your journal that's private to you, that if someone picked it up, it's that taking off that face that we Mm -hmm. give the world and being really honest with yourself. And being in business shows you the best of who you are and the weaknesses. And we don't want to talk about that stuff, but it really takes you there. If you are genuinely doing business, if you can't talk about that stuff, the the vulnerable stuff, the stuff that means you're maybe not as organized as you should be, or maybe (laughs) that that goal setting has slipped, skidded a little bit, or maybe that to-do list is not fully complete or whatever it is, or that fear of failure or thinking that, you you know, you need to have, you know, that is what business has done for me. It's really opened up my mind to all of the things that we suffer from and address them head on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where the growth is. So in that uncomfortability of learning about yourself and your business in that bed of uncomfortability, which is really uncomfortable sometimes, there's growth. Yeah, it's weird why growth can't happen in any other way. Sometimes you just has to be in that uncomfortable space, but it is what it is. Business has really taught me a lot about myself. If I didn't do take this moment right now, which I see a lot of women entrepreneurship and creativity has been happening during the pandemic, I would not know about myself and my capabilities. Like I wouldn't have known, like that I can do this. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think about an idea in your head, but you don't actually take the steps? Because it just stays in your head. Uh, I this podcast? To- <laughs> <laughs> yes. mm, <Think> years. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's just, it is really something. Yeah. It is really something. I
0: think you really uh, touched on something interesting too, is that I think this is really important for our listeners, especially if you're in the startup phase, or if you're currently in a growth phase, right? If something is changing in your business or you're just starting growth often feels extremely painful. And I, I like childbirth analogy. So for people who haven't given childbirth, another analogy might be like when a wound is healing and it starts to itch and get really uncomfortable before it's done healing. The childbirth analogy is that the transition is the hard part, but it's usually short, fast, super, super hard with a great outcome.
1: you know I love but
0: <laughs> generally speaking that part is you know heinous and yet it brings us to the other side and to something amazing so keep that in mind if you're if you find yourself agitating or feeling extremely uncomfortable like to the point where you're starting to fantasize about crawling back under the covers or hiding from the world or shutting down your social media never oh, ever ever yeah. doing it whatever that's pro- you're probably really close to your breakthrough point You know, we call it breakdown before breakthrough. I like to call it meltdown before manifesting, you know, that if you're starting to get really uncomfortable,
1: you're very close, hang in there, keep going. And that's Um, another thing as well, because you touched on something. It's really important that you said, when you get to that point where just before the breakthrough, it gets really uncomfortable. And you said, you know, you might want to, that's when you're probably thinking, why am I doing this? Oh yeah, I feel like giving up.
0: I just can't do this. I never wanted to really do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All <laughs> of that, right. All of that. When you feel like that, stand still. Do mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. You, if what you're going to do is going to wreck your vision and purpose, just stand still, just for a moment, and just stand in the eye of that storm and just it's the calmest place to be and just do that 360 and just stand still and do nothing then just stand still because a lot of people's purpose is aborted at that point
0: Mm
1: -hmm. okay a lot of sometimes women's vision and purpose even just people generically's purpose and vision is aborted at that point where they give up And that's when they just needed just to just to have a little bit of more grit, just to just to just even if you've got to crawl to that finish, just a little bit longer to sit in that process for you to to come out the other side and think, right, that's what it was all about. I get it. Yeah, I get the learning. Yeah. Learning forward. It's
0: I mean, sometimes that change feels like chaos. And so it feels really swirly. So I love what you said is to stand in the eye of the storm. I love that analogy. Just be still. It's I'm learning that now. I mean, I've learned it before, but this is another phase for me where I'm learning that. And I, I talked to somebody I hadn't spoken with recently. I hadn't seen her in a while. And she said, I read you as really calm. And I said, well, that's really interesting because things are not calm in my life right now. But I'm standing here. Listening and waiting to hear what I need to hear before I proceed, and that's on a personal and a business level. There's a lot going on, and and she said, "Well, that explains a lot." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, because if I respond to chaos with
1: chaos," and it's funny when, another thing that's, that's quite key, right, is when you absolutely when normally when you've made a decision to do something, right? That is another. Point a really important in point when you finally make a decision to do something, you'll probably notice that everything around you just breaks out. Like every single thing, when you've made a definitive decision to do something that maybe you struggled with, that you weren't sure about, and you were sitting on the fence. The moment you make that decision, that bill comes in, that car breaks down, that argument happens, that everything just literally breaks out in chaos. That's another one of those pressure points stand Mm -hmm. still yeah don't just stand in it and stand still because that's another one of my bugbears that I speak to my clients about and friends about that that's when your breakthrough is coming as well that's another one like what you're talking about personally and professionally when you've made a decision about something and then everything kicks off around you that should be an indicator that yeah the upturning is gonna break for something new yeah absolutely.
0: And just hang in there because it can feel really wild, but if we resist it, <laughs> if we resist it, I think we get we get beaten up pretty hard. you know, I think if we just mm-hmm. not let go like that this whole idea of surrender sometimes sounds like giving up, but surrender to the chaos and to me the surrender is standing still and allowing myself maybe to be flexible like a tree in the wind you know if i need to bend a little bit i can bend but really just being still and paying attention we miss so much if we're moving at a frenetic rate it just it never it it's never okay to be going you know, gangbusters all the time. There's a time, this is borrowed from somebody else, but I love it so much to hustle and there's a time to glide. And if we can learn how to hustle and glide, it's kind of like, you know, floating at times. And the hustle then becomes smoother and much more intentional and purposeful. I agree with
1: that completely. And I just wanted to capture that standing still because one thing that's like we were talking earlier, and I just thought it's really important for your listeners as well about, There seems to be, okay, so prior to this global pandemic, we were all busy, like there was a busyness, we were all doing our thing, we were on the rat race, whatever you want to call it, but we were just busy, right? We were busy doing jobs, busy doing this, busy doing after school, busy doing everything. It was really hectic. And while there's been many negatives, like we were saying prior um, about this lockdown and this global pandemic there's also been a reset button where we've all been forced to stand still and and even though we 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 may not have liked the isolation we may not have liked the pause button being pressed we needed it we needed it we needed needed to do a self-check and evaluation like were we even happy with what we were doing before? Do we really want to go back to that? Do we really want to go back to I worry this?
0: about that a bit. I try not to fixate on that, but I worry about that. I worry about the percentage of people who aren't willing to allow the change and growth to happen. I worry about what kind of chaos that's going to cause, but then I have to let go because I can't control that. But it's something that I'm very mindful of in my own way of being. And I have teenagers, they're 17 and and 15 and talking to them about that, you know, there's probably gonna be a surge of wildness that's going to happen and to be aware of that and be very intentional and, and make decisions about what you really want in your life because this moment in time, you know, may not be worth it. We don't need another roaring 20s.
1: (laughs) No, we don't. You know, debauchery
0: isn't going to get us where we (laughs) want to be.
1: And I think, you know, for the people that get this, that understand enough, feeling this shift, they've used this time really productive to, to kind of get right, like their mindset, their health, their families, the things that, we were running away from they've just had to face is in Africa we have this thing where it says face me I face you so basically it's like a mirror's image when you mm-hmm. stand in the mirror what looks back at you and in this situation where we've been in, in lockdown we've all had to be like that we've had to face ourselves face our difficulties face our families face the stuff that we kind of just try to run away from when we were just too busy and what's really powerful about what you said as well is although there's lots been lost for the young people and they've been isolated and you do worry when they go back out, like they're just going to go really wild and, you know, but I really think this is a really beautiful time to realign yourself. And I've seen so many women come through with their creativity and entrepreneurship, some from a place of need because they've not been able to reenter the labour market, but others from a place of, I want to do something more meaningful with my life. I want to, this is the first time I've been given this opportunity or either forced or not through job loss or what have you, but I really want to make a difference. And that's been really beautiful to see and be a part of and meet and connect with other women like yourselves and other women who are just doing some, re- they've used this time to do some really awesome things. That is just so phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I so appreciate people getting creative and pushing past, you know, maybe what may have been self-imposed boundaries before and just going for it. And like you said, I mean, necessity is the mother of invention. So sometimes we do things out of necessity and we should not discount it. I mean, I started my business out of necessity. I had a unique opportunity to do it, but I chose it out of necessity to be able to be present for my children when they were really little. And, you know i i feel like the creativity and the the inventions i think that are going to be coming through the solutions to challenges and problems that we have on a global scale are starting to be addressed i'm i the wear and tear on people's bodies and cars and the environment and all of that I think we're shining a light on that and we're starting to see what's really necessary and what's not necessary. I I don't think we're, we were talking about this earlier too. I with like you believe that we are not going back to a fully what it was before because there's so much that wasn't working. We just kept doing it because that's how we did things but this, you know, this is a hard reset and we're not on the other side of it. You know, we're, you know, at time of recording, we still have, you know, a lot of lack in vaccination and still some spikes in in infections. Yeah. And, you know, so we're, we're definitely not on the other side of it, but we're starting to see the
1: light at the end of the tunnel and contemplating what a comeback looks like. Yeah, you know? absolutely. There's still lots, like you say, there's lots of uncertainty, but within that we're kind of like, starting to feel just a little taking the tentative steps mm-hmm. towards what this new and I hate this term, but this term new normal looks right. like. Right. And it seems to be and you know what, I have to just say this, just squeeze this in here, that I was really I'm a very compassionate human being and when I saw how much compassion there was in the world still, it warmed my cuckoo's. It, it yes. literally made me smile when I saw the, the all the amazing stories of how human beings connected with other human beings.
0: Mm-hmm. While
1: there was lots of things that we can talk about that were great. There were also some fantastic things that made me know that humanity still has a heart, that, you know, in the UK we had people, you know, businesses who couldn't, open but they were helping and feeding people less fortunate than themselves you know they were providing food for our you know vital services that just made me feel so great right like in a time of, yeah absolutely in a time of where we've become not to get into it but very self-absorbed very mm-hmm. self it was and even in this tragedy there were acts of you know we had Amazing people like Captain Morgan, who was doing the walks and you know, he did the steps and raised lots of money for charity. You know, there like I said, there were organizations that looked past themselves and thought there is someone else who needs more than I do and I'm gonna give to them and I don't want anything for it. Like yeah. we're just gonna do this because what else are we gonna do? We can't open, but we can we can feed people and yeah the homeless had somewhere to sleep you know it was like well if we can do this in the pandemic why can't we do this when we're not in the pandemic ding ding
0: right ding, ding. <laughs> absolutely yeah. it
1: was really amazing so yeah. and i r- started
0: choosing to look for that you know i wasn't bypassing that there was the negativity but i didn't need the reminder of that and you know i'm i'm always when things go crazy and sideways, I always remind myself of what Mr. Rogers, if you know who Mr. Rogers is, what he taught us from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It was like a very popular children's show. And he was very, you know, ahead of his time. And one of the things that he taught was he, he said, you know, his mo- he saw some kind of a tragedy on television and he got very sad. It was on the news. And his mom said, look for the helpers. And so he looked for the helpers and then he got, regained hope, right? Okay. Those people are helping. They're taking, this was as a very young child and this made a huge impact on him. And that story that he shared about his mother really reminds me. And I did, I'm getting goose pimply talking about it. I get really, just really touched by that and remember to look for the helpers Yes. and I think that the people who are negative and, you know, doing bad things are a lot louder than the people who are positive and doing good things as we're not, we're not out here looking for, you know, accolades or just doing it, right. Sure. The people who are doing good things are just doing it. So we don't often hear about it, but I think that, oh, you know, sure. we, can, if whatever we go looking for, and this is something that's across anything, whatever we go looking for, we're going to mm-hmm. find it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm not Pollyanna, but I'm looking for the good because if I look for the bad, I will end up curled up in the corner. Wrong.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there is some hope and there is some beautiful things that are emerging through this pandemic. And I've had to reflect on my journey as an entrepreneur of my learning. And business makes you constantly grow and develop all the time. If you're not doing that, you're, then I don't know what you're doing. But it, you know, if you're truly in, the, in this business to make leave a legacy and it be long lasting you continually are growing and evolving and developing and learning all the time both informally and not and applying those things in life and there's a beautiful quote as well that I wanted to share because I think it's really powerful like in order to do something that you've never done before you have to be willing to be someone you've never been Hmm. and I think that really summarizes the journey in business because you do you're creating something you've never done and you have to become someone you've never been so even if you are someone you have to be someone that you that that growth journey you can't stay the same Mm -hmm. you can't stay static you know and the other one I wanted to share was you know there are two types of pain in the world I think I've shared this with you before but by by, I think it's uh, John Roan and he says, there's the pain of discipline mm. and the pain of regret. And that hits me every single time I've got an yeah. issue with Any Anytime I am struggling with something, I just remind myself of that. Because, you know, regret is something that you can't change. Because you're looking back and thinking, I wish I could have, would have, should have. Right. And normally in a case of where you can't do anything about it, either you're too old or the opportunity has gone or whatever it is. Discipline, on the other hand, is painful, yep. but it's something you can correct. And if you do it and apply it, the pain won't be so long. It won't be a long-lived pain. It will just be for a period of time, lack of sleep, whatever it is you're trying to discipline yourself in. And that's it. Once that habit is formed, that's the end of it. Yeah, it's and not so, painful anymore. Right. And I live by it. And then someone who I did a podcast with, Denise Young, shared that last one with me. And and it stayed with me whenever I get sort of wobbly or I think, oh, I go back to these two quotes because they both symbolize for me your journey in business and just taking the opportunity to to do something you've never done. Okay, if it goes badly, at least you tried. Yep. You can always go back and do it again and just refine it make it better. But to mm-hmm. not ever try something and then have regret over that thing you didn't do, never knowing, that's more traumatic sense <laughs> than the discipline <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> right. so or I, I did do- this thing and it didn't work. But like you said, you can go back and you can refine it. I think that's the thing is, I don't know, I feel like we've become very addicted to thinking that it's supposed to happen the first time we try and we want that instant gratification. I just had a conversation with somebody earlier today and, she said that she just read something about it was around the time that we got like the, ha- the 30 minute sitcoms on TV that we started becoming more consumed with ha- having instant gratification because we would get a problem and a solution in 30 minutes time. And it changed like the way our brains process and the way we we work through problems and issues. And I thought that was so fascinating because I always look at it as well, we have these devices in our hands that we can, you know, Google search something and in five seconds we've got our answer. Ah, it started before that. So we have to like be willing to keep trying and to keep Absolutely. working at it. And that we're it's it doesn't always work the first time, but just because it looks like a failure doesn't mean it's over. Failure to me is a launch pad to success. And so if something doesn't work right the first time, it's not actually a failure. But if we, you know, say we're a little doom and gloom in that moment, we're like, oh, I failed. You know, okay, wait a minute. The harder we fall, if it's a trampoline, the higher we bounce. So what if we just look at this thing of life and failure as like this trampoline? Like, okay, it's going to happen. We're going to make mistakes. It's not going to be perfect the first time ever and if it is, we're not we're not pushing hard enough. We're not
1: we're not going outside of our comfort. So you are so so right, right? It's so mm. true. Like we are so bad at talking about our failures, but they are the biggest teachers, right? Because you know, it's not like the big wins, like I don't know how to describe just say, it's not the big wins, it's the process that you went through to get to that win. That's where the value is, right? That's what you're basically yeah. saying, right? It's yeah. like the the process is not just the win. Yeah, that's great. But the, the value is, is in that process part, that middle part of what you learn, right? That's yeah. the bit that you can't put a price on. That's the bit that is the value. That's the, the valuable part of your failures. And we've got to get better at looking at failures from a different perspective, just yeah. like you said. Yeah. Because guess what? Most people who make it in this world, they failed, like, umpteen times. I was reading about the guy, Colonel, the guy that does KFC. He was old when he he started. He had had so many failures, right? He just blows you away with what society tells us and what actually is the reality. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can't remember all of them, but I remember reading someone put a list of all the things he'd failed at before he created KFC, right? Mm -hmm. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel, I think his name. Sanders. That's right. And Mm
0: -hmm. he was old when he He was was
1: like- Like in his 80s? Like 80s, 90s. But all of those failures led him to where he is, right, what we have now is the KFC, the okay. legacy left behind. And you make such a powerful point that failures aren't really failures. They're teachers, right? They're lessons.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you can either fail back or fail forward. Fail back means you keep blaming yourself, oh, what I didn't do. Or you can be like, you know what? What was the learning? What did I get? What was the learning for that lesson? Right. And how can I apply that going forward? because there's a lesson in everything, right? Right. Even it's just
0: perspective. Right. Like I, I heard this thing I thought I thought was so cool is instead of hindsight, you should call it kind sight. So oh instead God. of asking like, what was I thinking, you know, like beating ourselves up and judging ourselves, what was I learning? Yeah. So when you said that, it triggered that memory of that because we're, we're so hard on ourselves and I will be the first to raise my hand and say, oh boy, am I so great at self-judgment and oh <laughs> super harsh with myself. And I would never speak to somebody else the way I sometimes speak to myself inside. And I'm, you know, work in progress, constantly a recovery program on that. But it's, it's helpful to say, to ask that question, what was I learning? Because I mean, stuff goes sideways, and we maybe make some poor choices, or even like really stupid choices. But we learn from that, and so instead of like, what was I thinking? Just what was I learning there? Okay, one is I'm I'm never gonna make that choice again. That was really dumb. Okay, great, I learned something from it, right? But like, what else? Like, what what did I learn when I fell on my face
1: in that situation? (laughs) True, it's so true. Mm -hmm. Just reframing, and I think you know what I think is really beautiful about this time is that it's given us the permission. To talk about the stuff, yes. and I know I am assured when I speak to another woman, another individual who can I, who can say, "I don't have cluster syndrome, I've got this, yeah. I'm a work in progress." Yeah. It just makes you feel like, "Oh my gosh, I am not alone." Absolutely, another woman or person or individual that is going through. M- speaking to my existence and what I'm going through and just know that there is someone else who can talk there's so much power in sharing stories and talking to one another yeah. I don't want that to leave I want that to stay like, absolutely you know where, where we we can talk about unkind we are to ourselves you're right, right. like that's for ourselves and just be like oh my gosh someone else does that And hey, someone else has that problem too and then are mm-hmm. like a work in progress it gives you permission to be like oh, right right oh, every God. day I'm getting better <laughs> I'm, <laughs> right yeah of course absolutely <laughs> it's it, it, it's 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 so true it's so mm-hmm. true I mean mindset huge business This
0: thing right here I'm pointing at the head is our number one block. It can be an asset, right? But it can be our biggest obstacle is our own mind. Most of the time we can figure out a way around through or over or under a situation if we just get out of our own way. We don't always have to have money or resources or, or, you know, even the knowledge to do something. We just need to stop fixating or worrying about not being able to do it. It's like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'll believe it when I see it, but it really works the other way. It's you'll, you'll see it when you believe it. It's. It's, you know, wherever, whatever we're looking for, we're going to find. So we need to believe in ourselves to make that come true. We need to believe in what's possible in order to open that possibility. That's just the way it works. It's a, it's a mind thing. It's a quantum physics thing that I don't really understand, but I know it
1: works. It is about that walking out that vision and purpose irrespective of what it looks like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's holding on to that vision that you had in your mind because if you can think it it's you can create it if you can create it it's just walking out that and sometimes we get a little bit disillusioned about what that looks like and i think that's sort of like another thing that i wanted to kind of share on this platform with you and your audience and just even for people that you know i'm Mm -hmm. connecting with is that you have to you know walk through your vision and purpose we all have a purpose and an assignment in life Um, they're not all the same and sometimes it doesn't look perfect right it doesn't look like you think it looks in your head. sometimes it probably looks completely foreign to what it is but if that vision is still you see that vision all the time it's there for a reason and that should be your compass that you know what this is my vision and it may not look perfect but this is, I'm walking this out. I'm walking it out and I'm gonna figure out the steps. It's that rummy thing, which is put one foot in front of the other and your pathway becomes clear. And I think that is like the message, isn't it? Like if I was gonna share, I don't know, four, three or four things that I want to to, to leave with your audience, it would be walk in your vision and purpose, no matter what it looks like. And I say that because I started a business during a global pandemic when I was homeschooling kids and I couldn't get back into the labor market. Okay. Those were not ideal conditions to start anything, but I did it anyway. Right. We worry about point two, we worry about being an expert, right? And being an expert doesn't just mean, you know, having, you know, having a qualification. If you have the experience of something an expertise in something. You are an, an expert and I can guarantee there will be someone whose solution you were solving.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a huge, um, huge, huge, huge point to drive home. If
1: you're, if somebody's listening
0: and thinking about starting a business and you don't know what it is yet, think about something you've had experience doing, especially if you love it, solving absolutely. problems, solving riddles, solving puzzles, supporting people, figuring stuff out. Absolutely. Monetizable.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And the third thing would be mindset. I mean, we've talked about this today, but you have to continually, like, mindset is not something that you start and finish today. It is a continual process. Mm -hmm. And you've got to get, if you want to see that growth, you've got to get really honest and brutal with yourself first. And it's that for anyone that has been listening you know, to this, I mentioned an old parable in Africa where we say, face me, I face you, where it's that mirrored image, right? Work on yourself. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? When you think about the things you tell yourself, what do you hear? It's that work on your mindset. The fourth thing I would say is invest in yourself. But if you are at the beginning of your journey and you do not have the financial resources as it stands at the moment to do that to invest in the coach then go find a tribe of people go and be around people who are where you want to be and you'll find lots of those communities online you know there's lots of people have amazing newsletters that will give you webinars I know the freebies are not always sometimes but it's a good starting place you know, Facebook groups, you know, all of those different social media platforms that will resonate with you, where you can get to connect with people, famous people that you probably wouldn't even think would connect with you on, you know, you will be surprised, find your tribe. And when you do all those things, that's when the magic happens.
0: It really does. It really, really does. Oh my gosh, this, I mean, <laughs> you know, you and I, every time we talk, we're like, we could talk for hours and hours. And I I... You're really on to something. You're building something amazing. I, I love how intuitive you are and how you're trusting your gut and you're trusting the process because some of the process is just learning. Like you said, business really teaches you a lot about yourself and you're learning so much. And you, you made a point earlier that really, really struck me. So I want to highlight it again is if you're not doing well, likely your business is not going to do well. And the opposite of that is true as well. If you're doing well, likely your business will also do well. It can be a reflection of where you're at. And so one piece of advice that I gathered from a podcast, I don't even remember who it was now. It was just a podcast Mm -hmm. I listened to some time back. And the guest was really, I just loved hearing this. She said, get yourself in therapy. Even if you think you don't have trauma, things Mm -hmm. happen in life that are traumatic that can leave an impact and you never know what might be holding you back. So along the same lines, if you, you know, depending on where you're at in the world and how these resources are available to you, if it's not directly one-on-one with a therapist, find you know a group that talks about the things that you think about a lot or that you that you maybe find yourself really thinking about a lot. look for resources, find your local library, join a group, find a number that you can call into whatever it is. get that resource and 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 put that time or money or both investment into yourself. It's amazing what you can learn and how much it sets us free when we do that so i really I really appreciate those those tips and. Just your time and your ideas and your mindset and all of that. And I would, I believe in the next year or so, things are really going to take off for you. And that you're, I think your business is going to look a lot different than it looks right now. That's just what happens. So if you'll have me, I'd love to have you back on the show. <laughs> just to check in with you. <laughs>
1: with you. <laughs> do some more things. You know, I've lost yeah. you stuff on the Moblogger. And, you know, I think it's really, really important to like, when you collaborate to connect and to just continue what you're doing. Cause you just never know like how things are going to go. So I'm look, I think it's always awesome speaking to with you, Tracy. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. We can speak for hours. You know, you're doing some phenomenal work. Please don't Thank stop you. speaking to all the amazing women that you are because you're providing a platform, a listening, a place, an ear where someone can, tune in and if they're on this journey this I hope will your work and the women you're you know interviewing and speaking with will inspire and motivate and empower the next generation of people to stand up in leadership you know, it's, it's the power of sharing our stories. That narrative is really, really needed right now and necessary. So thank I you. really thank you for, you know, welcoming me onto your platform and having this conversation that's so needed. I really mm. do. It's
0: wonderful. my pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. Well, before we, before we say goodbye for now, where can we send people to, to connect with you
1: and, and how else can we support you? Oh, awesome. So thank you. You can find me. So my blog is is www.themummyblogger.com. And I hope that when you come visit me and say hi, you read the stories because they're written for and about you. And they represent all the things that we need right now, I think, in society. And you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and I'm restructuring my Facebook. So those are the key ones at the moment. Okay. but that's where you can, you can come find me and yeah, come and say hi. I'd love to connect with you. Awesome. And for our listeners, we'll
0: provide the links in the show notes. So you'll be able to just click straight through and get to where you need to go. And I just, I mean, this has been such a great conversation. I think it's so important for these conversations to continue happening and for us to share not just our victory, I want us always to celebrate our victories. So we also need to understand that this entrepreneurship or being a leader in our field has a lot of isolating features and can be very, very lonely. And one of my highest intentions for this podcast was to really create a space where people could come and listen. And yes, these interviews are longer than most entrepreneurs have the bandwidth for, but intentionally to slow us down, to engage, to feel like we're like we're all sitting together having a cocktail or a tea or whatever, and being together and really being deep in these conversations. And I just love that you were willing to share Share so openly and to really share your journey with us, and I look forward to seeing where your journey leads you in the next year or so. And of course, we'll probably talk in the next couple of weeks, but <laughs> between now and then, you know. So yeah. thank you
1: so much. Thank yeah.
0: you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well, thank you again for coming on. I I just I really appreciate you, and I'm excited to see how things go for you.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.